Hey guys, Future Ben here with just uh, an editorial note. So this episode was originally going to be one long episode, but we decided to split it into two parts. So if you missed part one, go check it out. We talk about two other movies that are meaningful to us and why. Um, and then this episode is a continuation of that one where Hunter and I finish up with our second round of suggestions, our second movies that we both would like to recommend. So if you haven't checked out part one, check it out. And this is part two. Okay, take it away. This one I watched with some friends over the summer. Um, one of my friends, she was very adamant about like this being a really good movie. Mm -hmm. She said it's one of her family's favorites. And we all sat down and watch it. watched it. Uh, I think it's on... It was either, I think we rented it on Amazon Prime. So I don't okay. know if it's free anywhere. Free, free. in quotations. In as quotations. in you're, you're paying your taxes to the big corporate entity that <laughs> yeah. will give you graciously. Subscription and then you yeah, watch it. Some content that they have scooped up. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it is, I think, a fairly well-known movie. Because it's by um, director M. Night Shyamalan. Ooh. Who is famous for his wacky twists at the end. Of his movies that like make everything go like what I never realized, but oh now I'm piecing it all together. Wow, so fun like that. Yeah, um, this is his I think one of his first movies. Oh. It might be a second movie, but it's called Signs. Hey, there it Have is. You heard of the movie? Ben <laughs> Ben was very adamant about me watching that. I was I was wondering where he's going with this. Have you seen it? You're familiar not, with it. I have not, but I have. I am very familiar with it. I like the premise, at least. The premise. I don't know the twists or anything that goes on. Yeah, in it, and I won't. I won't spoil the twists. Oh, good, good, good. Which so we can watch it. Here's the thing. Starting out, this is I think the first M Night Shyamalan movie I've ever seen. Yeah. I've had at least two of them spoiled for me. One by someone else. One by myself. Like, I looked up the ending of Unbreakable, which was sad, but also I was just like, I want to know. I watched like the final scene and I was like, bro, that's nice. It probably would have been more exciting if like I'd watched the first like two hours of this movie. <laughs> but then um I also uh got the twist of the sixth sense. A sixth sense. Who hasn't gotten that, bro? Yeah. Out, that was by it was a Tim Keller sermon. And he just like brought it up as an illustration. <laughs> Gosh, he was like, Everyone's it, seen Keller. it by this point. And I'm like, I have it. I'm like twelve. <laughs> ah. But anyway, I growing up, my older brother would always talk about this director, this director, M Knight. And basically, I feel like his twists have kind of become a meme. Like, the whole meme is like, oh, he makes this movie, and at the end, there's always some big twist that's just out of nowhere. And that's what I was expecting. I'm not going to spoil the twist of this movie. But what I like about this movie is it's a twist that you don't necessarily see coming, but once it is revealed, it makes sense. And hmm. it feels like... It's a very satisfying, cathartic moment because you're like, oh, all the clues were there and it wasn't – and they were clear and they the, their meaning wasn't clear. But now that I have like the, in, the interpretation of those clues, now I understand what's going on. Right. And it's not like a, oh, if you look in the background of this frame, there was this person and oh my gosh, that was the clue. It's like clear stuff. Huh. But you don't realize the importance of it until later on. Second reason I like the twist is it ties into the whole big theme of the movie, which is, funnily enough, about signs. Mm. Or in other words, events that happen that have some significance. 
And that becomes like a big theme of the movie. Um, basically, the general plot, which this is like established in like the first 10 minutes, is that crop circles start showing up around the world. And we focus in on this family that has Mel Gibson as the father. Um, Joaquin oh, it's Mel? Yeah. <gasps> and Joaquin Phoenix is his brother. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, wow. Star-studded cast. And then Abigail Breslin and Macaulay Culkin's brother, Rory, are the children of the father, of Mel. So oh, wow. it's those four. It's him, his brother, and his two kids. And this crop circle shows up in their farm in uh, Pennsylvania. They live out in there, and there's this crop circle that shows up. And at first he's like, oh, it's probably some like kids – you know, messing around with us. Like, they did this big prank, pressing down all the corn. But then they start showing up all over the world. Hmm. And people start questioning, like, what's happening? What's the meaning of this? But you learn quickly early on that his wife died in a car crash. Oh, wow. Six months before. And since then, he's given up the faith. Oh. So he was, uh, like, a Protestant minister, maybe Catholic or something. But he was, like, a man of faith, you know, who believed in God and believed... And all these things, but then this tragic event happens to him, and he rejects all of it. And there's this really good conversation that's like slightly on the nose, but it fits really well in the movie, where he and Joaquin Phoenix, he and his brother, they're watching the news, all these reports, and people are trying to figure out what happens. And he turns to his brother and says, there are two kinds of people in this world. There are people who look at events, and they try to find the pattern in them. They believe with all their heart that there's some meaning, some purpose behind it all. Mm -hmm. And then there's the other type of people who think it's all just random events that have no significance mm -hmm. beyond like just the events themselves. Right. And he's like, you have to decide what type of person you are. So then um, things develop, and I won't get into like the later events of the movie, but I will say just the whole theme of finding meaning versus like random events and how ultimately like the twist plays into that theme. Yeah. It all comes together like so well because it's not a twist for a twist's sake. There's a message that gets presented through the realization that ends up happening near the end. So, yeah. and I guess the last thing I'll say about this movie before we move on to yours. Yes, yeah. Um, it's one of N. Night Shyamalan's earlier movies and it just feels, you can feel so much love like behind the camera. You can feel mm. someone who's like so excited to direct a movie and is thinking about how every shot is framed yeah. and is thinking about every story beat and is just so excited to convey something and to like show you something through a story, which mm. I think so many films don't end up getting. Like I think the power of film really comes in being able to reveal something, not by directly telling someone, right, but by showing it happen. By like showing some truth about life through events and through a story, and I think that's you see that in the Bible so much. Like so many, like but beyond, like you know, the direct commands or Jesus's teachings. Even Jesus's teachings, there's parables, there are stories that are supposed to reveal some greater truth, not right. necessarily by him directly saying it, though sometimes he does say the message. A lot of times it's just here's the story and think about what it means. Right. Think about what happens and what it means for you. So hmm. that's all I'll say about it. It's great. Honestly, one of my favorite movies at this point. Like, honestly, between the two movies I brought up here today, watch this one first. Signs is the one. Yeah. It, wow. That's the it one. It spoke to me. Yeah. Both on like a, a personal life level, level generally, but also just like the stuff it says about faith and meaning and mm. all of that. So. Mm. Cool. Well, cool. the last one, take us home. Is that a good? Yeah. Send us home, Hunter, with a nice 
Nice softball. Okay? Ooh, yeah. All right. <laughs> I wanna. I'm gonna put another disclaimer on this one. They're gonna be like, "Who is this dude?" Trigger warning. Trigger warning. I gotta be very careful how I present this one. Um, and we will be. Yeah, we will. We're be. thoughtful people. We are. Um, it is. Let's just say it is a it is a movie that talks about and discusses very vividly and dramatically uh, demonic possession. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, I think. It, we can be very careful, especially as Christians. We can look into that too much and almost become way too fearful of that. Mm. And that should be the response we should have. We're going to understand that this is something that is, is dangerous. Like dealing with demons is dangerous. But it's not something we have to be fearful, especially as Christians. Mm. And then um, it also is a horror movie. But I think it's different than most horror movies because... Instead of like some that make you just want to feel like scared the whole time and then end on like this sad moment, yeah, it's very much about the fight between good and evil. That's what it's it's about. Mm. Um, and there is bad stuff going on to a family, and these people come in and, and come to watch it. So, uh, with those two things, with the understanding that a co- a, because it's a horror movie, they kind of focus a little bit more on the evil. I just say be careful as you watch it and uh, don't. I, th- I think also like. It's not a theology lesson. Yeah, it's not either. So, like, this is it's a it's a movie. It's a movie that draws on elements of the spiritual world. It takes inspiration from like what maybe the Bible says about demons, and then creates a movie out of it. So it's right. a movie. It's not something that you're supposed to take away and be like, well, now I understand demonic possession. Right. I understand the spiritual world, um, angels and demons, and how all that works. Like, it's not that. It's yeah. a form. Of, it's a piece of entertainment that you're not supposed to take seriously in that sense. You're not supposed to use it as like a reference. Right. <laughs> if you if you watch well, the movie and say, I get demons, then you're gonna I'm I'm gonna be like, oh darn it. Which Why that's did I bring that's it just out? common sense, yeah. but I just want to put that out there. That's no, not how that's we're good, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. So while beating around the bush, the movie is called The Conjuring. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Uh, Spooky. It came out in 2013. Uh, it is uh, directed by James Wan. What a man. Who did a lot of... He he just did one... Is it Malignant? Did yeah. he do? He did Malignant. That just came out recently. He also directed Aquaman. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I his didn't visual that. style, crazy. If you watch that movie, or just any of his movies, he does crazy stuff with the camera. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely... Just awesome. Yeah, anyway. Sorry, but... Yeah. Um, this um, movie is about two uh, paranormal investigators named Ed and Lorraine Warren. Ed and Lorraine Warren um, were a part of something called Nesper. They were real people. Real right? people. Yeah. This is a real. This is based on their, true events. Yeah, their accounts of what was stuff going they on. encountered. Yeah, yeah. And um, and they, they did this thing called Nesper, which is I believe the New England Society of Psychic Physical Research. Do you want me to look it up? Uh, you, you can. Yeah. I, this I don't is know important. It is. This is what the listeners need to. It is. It is important. Out. But they are they are um, Catholics, and they are they call themselves demonologists, meaning they study that, and they follow those cases around. Um, so with it, I would say that the rest of the series, um, James Wan does more conjurings, and so there's actually three now. Yeah. The later two are not very good. They do center a lot on evil and they make it seem like evil is the one that can pre- prevails and we have no, like there's no power that can com- combat this they become more i feel like traditional what's horror considered movies. traditionally horror movies where it's like the point is the evil is overwhelming and oh my gosh scary yeah and that's why i just like i i don't appreciate those other movies but this one yeah. i do really really appreciate because it's 
a, a really good movie. So first of all, as as horror movies go, and Ben has also seen this one. I showed it. You to showed him. it to me. Yeah. As horror movies go, it's a good movie. It's just a. It is well made. It's a well made movie. Yeah. Um, and they don't like some horror movies go a little almost comical. This one goes. It's just very real. It's a it's a, a family that is struggling with something difficult, and you watch them as they walk through that. Yeah. And um, so yeah, so that's like one of the the big first things about it is you go into a, a horror movie and you're almost like, okay, I'm just gonna be like, it's gonna be really disgusting imagery with really really like jump scares, and it's honestly just not gonna be a well made movie. It's just I come here to get scared. Yeah. It is just a really well made movie, and honestly, even through it, I wouldn't say that everything that happens, it's more of a thriller than I would say a horror because what they're trying to do is, I would say it's classified as horror because it has the jump scares and some of more scary imagery. But it's not. I watched it with you. Yeah, it's not. It's scary, but it's not gross. Yeah, it's not gross. Like, yeah. there are horror movies that are just full out disgusting and gross. Like this, yeah. what I really appreciated is they're very not reserved but like when the scares happen they're very intentional yeah. they're creepy and they can be scary and there's some imagery that's somewhat disturbing but like it's very intentional yeah. about when it tries to scare you and it builds up the suspense yeah before doing it it's not just a bunch of jump scares with like oh my gosh here's an arm that's severed off like there's not really much gore in it at all not really no it's more just like spooky imagery and yeah. kind of like the the psychological element Aspect, yeah. of how it's affecting the family yeah, which I appreciated a lot. It felt restrained in that way. Yeah, while still being scary. Right, still being scary, and so yeah. But basically, how the story goes is that there is this family, and they have this house, um, and they move into this house, and creepy stuff starts happening, and so they call up, they find. So they're kind of at this point. They've already had a lot of bad stuff happening to them, mm. um, and they're basically kind of being almost tortured. And they're like, we need to find someone. So the, here comes then Ed and Lorraine Warren, and they again these are real people. Um, this did, these are accounts, uh, whether you believe it or not. This this they did account it and say that this is something they did observe. Mm-hmm. And while the case, if you look back there, you can look on this specific case. These, the case and the movie don't really line up. Yeah, and uh, loosely based. They're loosely inspired based. by inspired by events that happened, but a lot of the things that happened they actually took away from what happened in real life. Hmm. But with that, they call on Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are demonologists, and they study these things. And their whole goal is to help them. And so the, why, it's, why I think it's awesome, in a movie that, if if you're a Christian, again, be very careful as you watch it. Be, if you're, this is something that you can easily be led astray from, or this is spiritualism can really affect you. Yeah. Stay away. Hmm. But it is very, very good in the sense that it still sticks with good and evil. Like it is like these people come in and they're this like light. They're like, Hey, we're here to care for you. Mm. We're here to love you. They like stay with them and they care for them and they lead them through this really difficult trying time as a family. And at the end, you know, this all things goes out and I won't, you know, spoil the end or anything. There's not much to spoil. It's not like a twist. It's more like, you know, an ending, but it actually ends really happily. And you're, you know, the thing is resolved. Mm-hmm. And the situation ends and like they've done this wonderful thing for the family and it brings back the family together. And so I honestly really, really appreciate it because I think it is a, a horror movie that I, because I, I, all my preconceived notion of horror movies 
or just again these comical you know, over the top just i'm gonna scare you for no apparent reason and then i'm trashy gonna almost yeah trashy and just like yeah or i'm gonna present all this gore to you really gross you out and make you feel just scared just by the, the yeah. absolute terribleness of this right and 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 it is bad like demons are or horrible definitely and the, fact, the fact that that was you know torturing the family was was extremely horrible but they present it that way they don't really make light of it they're like hey this is a bad thing that happened um and they do have the themes of you know scariness and all that kind of stuff but then they talk about the family and how the family had to deal with it and mm-hmm. then how the investigators had to deal with it and how it affected them and they like present it evil in a way that is truly evil and they don't really like pull away from it and then they say but here's the good in it they don't say evil for the sake of evil Mm. they present and come back and say but good will prevail they present evil seriously yeah it's not a goofy over the top jason or freddie with his big machete or the 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 finger knife thing with the scissor hands like it's not this over the top gory gratuitous thing it's this is an evil force that should be taken seriously, that is real and is affecting this family. Mm -hmm. But there's this ending theme of good can and does ultimately overcome evil, which is not how a lot of horror movies end. Yeah. And it left me feeling like good. Yeah. Like not even just like an, oh, that was an awesome time. It was like, I feel like inspired in some way. And obviously it's a movie. It's a story. It's based on accounts, but like, I'm not going to gather my theology from the from events it. of that movie. Right. But I think it gets at general principles of evil being a very real presence, almost a personal presence yeah. that can hurt people and like influence lives. And like there's a spiritual dimension to that. There are spiritual forces. But on the same token, there are spiritual forces for good that ultimately reign over that in the end. Yeah. And I feel like that's like a message Christians any Christian can get behind. Right, yeah. Like, that's what we believe. Right. Like, there's there's a very real evil in this world, but there's very real good, and good overcomes evil. Yeah. Ultimately. Not without struggle, though, which right. is what I appreciate about it. They really... It's a very desperate movie at a lot of times. It feels almost like watching a survival movie, like where, like, maybe someone's going through, like, some big physical ordeal. But instead of, like, a physical suffering or a trial necessarily, it's more of, like, a spiritual trial. Yeah. Um, and there is some sense of respect right. given to these accounts and to like the ideas behind them. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would, again, uh, with all these things, as I've disclaimed before, mm-hmm. um, and we'll disclaim again, so I don't get fired <laughs> <laughs> from any of the positions I hold on campus. Um, but uh, it, it, you got to take a lot of disclaimer walking into it. Um, take it with a grain of salt. Take, take it with a, a mound of salt. Yeah. Please be discerning. Be very discerning. Just like you should in all entertainment. Yeah, like everything you watch. Yeah, because if you go into it and, and watch it, and you're like, oh well, now I'm like, well, demons are huge, and they have so much power over God, and I'm starting to doubt like God. Like right. obviously, that's then bad. Do not watch this. Do movie. not watch the movie. You know, because that's not going to help you in that. And and it is again, it is a movie, and it's sure based on things that happen in the world, but mm-hmm. it's I mean, it's based and it's an extrapolation of reality so that means yes evil is present and they present it in a really really dramatized view is that the right word dramatized yeah it's like it's a that's there's another word for it but i get what you're saying like it's like it's a movie it's a movie so it's dramatic like a movie it's yeah it's cinematic it's it's cinematic so you're gonna just if as long as you come in it with that mindset 
and you don't present it as theology. You don't oh, say yeah. this is biblical canon. Which no movie should be that. No, it shouldn't be. So this know. is just a general disclaimer for movies. You shouldn't watch The Lord of the Rings and be like, cool, Gandalf's a real person. Great, I'm going to watch Maybe him. I can get a staff and make, make, make magic. And, you know, like, yeah, like, no. Just the same as we wouldn't hold that with a, we would hold that with a grain of salt. We would hold this as well. But that's my disclaimer, and I think it's a good movie. I I, I agree. I do like it, and uh, I'll stand by you on that. If yeah. we get fired, we get fired together. Because <laughs> it's it stands. It's just so unique. Yeah, it's very. Unique. And in so many ways, I feel like it hits the right notes yeah. for. And I, I I was honestly surprised. I was like, oh, this is a good movie. Yeah, it's and surprising. it's a horror movie, but I enjoy it as a Christian. Yeah, like I don't feel guilty about watching it. It's scary. There's some scary stuff in it, but it doesn't feel gratuitous. And there's an ending that feels like generally life-affirming, affirming of good, yeah, overcoming evil. Yeah. Which is a story I can get behind. That is a story I can get behind. That sounds like our motto. <laughs> That's a story I, I can, can get, get behind. behind. That's how we will rate movies from now on. That's not a story I can get behind. Mm. Sorry. Ah. <laughs> Thumbs down. So uh, these are our recommendations. Um, this has been the Cedars A&E podcast. If you would like to check out more of our Cedars content, a&E or otherwise. We also cover campus news off campus uh, as well as sports. You can check out our website, cedars.cedarville.edu, our social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram. I'd like to give a big thanks to Hunter for joining me today. Thanks Thank for you, having Hunter. me. Thanks yeah. for having me. Thank you for being here. Uh, to Katie, our audio editor, to Professor Gilbert, who is the owner of this setup and is graciously letting us use it. Thank you all. And goodbye. You want to say goodbye to the listeners, Hunter? Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.